podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts' weekly podcast, brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chatbox. Let's scout the game week. Game week 37 is still not over, with one more game to go between Manchester United and Chelsea. But we are here to discuss the final game week of the season with the returning guest to the show, Mark Jablin. How are you doing? Hi Ryan. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, not too bad. The season is almost over. The sun is out. Oh well, it is here anyway. So yeah, it's a, it's a good day. Fair enough. Well, here in Australia, the sun is not out. <laughs> it's night time and it's winter almost. So it's I'm freezing mm. myself here. Uh, but well. usually. Now, usually I have questions for this kind of show and we have like a narrative to kind of like discuss because there are topics to discuss. But Game Week 38 is completely free for all. So we're going to be doing this pod also like completely free for all and just chat FPL. Um, and before we like get into the fixtures, you did write, I saw an article that you wrote on Fantasy Football Scout with regards to um, Game Week 38 and the number of goals usually scored in Game Week 38 where... There was an article. I think others can go and read if they want to. But the general gist of it is was that the more goals usually scored in game week thirty eight. Yeah, um, I think before writing it, there was always the thought that maybe it was just a myth and it's something that people just say um, lazily. But having looked into it and done the research and calculated the goals per game compared to the season average, it's actually true. Like the The final day. I think we've looked all the way back to 2011. So last uh, 12, 10, 11, yeah, yeah, the last twelve seasons, mm. and I think all of them, apart from one, which was pretty close to the average, mm. they all exceeded the game week average, and yep. the clean sheets were down a bit. So yeah, this should be a, in theory, a game week for goals. Hopefully, that's what we're assuming. But again. We'll never know because, based on how our squads are all structured, um, and maybe to give a bit of context to like everyone, the table is slightly different this season. I would say like the teams that we have or the players we have might not necessarily have something to play for. Um, so we're looking at City have won the league. It seems like they've done rotation quite a lot. Arsenal maybe they might wanting. Put on a show for their fans at home for the final season. Newcastle, congrats! Managed to secure Champions League football. So, final day of the season again. Going to Stamford Bridge. Who knows what will happen there? United. Hopefully, if they get a draw or a win against Chelsea, probably secure Champions League football as well. Again, final day of the season with FA Cup final to come. Might be see rotation. And then I guess it's. The bracket below Liverpool and below even Brighton, it's like the Villa, Spurs, Brentford who probably have something to play for for like that one spot in the Conference League, and then you have the relegation mm-hmm. where all like Everton, Leicester, Leeds, all three at home um, need a win kinda. So quite a few things there, but we don't really have that many players from those teams per se. So I guess what we'll do is we'll probably go through the fixtures, each of the fixtures, and probably talk punts uh, from each of the fixtures. Cool. So let's start with Arsenal versus Wolves. Um, now my take on it is I feel like a lot of people have kind of cooled their interest down on Arsenal because of the recent performances. Maybe people are not not really looking there, but I feel like it's still a decent fixture. What do you think? Yeah, it's um. I mean, as as with all the matches, it totally depends. Completely depends on whether we get any early leaks. Yeah, these links we're almost reliant on them, um, because as you say, there are so many teams done now that we just don't know mm. at all. So when it comes to Arsenal, I think there will be a, a strong lineup because there is a determination to end the season. Yeah, the good season. Yeah, still on yeah. a high, and. Um, Yeah, I think because because we're sort of obsessed with double game weeks, the, the Arsenal ownership has gone down mm. um, recently. But for a one-off punt, the, 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 certainly if if Odegaard, I think Odegaard scored twice in the reverse fixture against Wolves. 
Um, does Trossard start? He mm. could be a, a very interesting uh, differential there. Uh, probably wouldn't go near Arsenal's defence because I think at home they've kept the second fewest clean sheet. It's kind mm. of the difference between their home and away defence is kind of remarkable. Yeah. Now, I had Arsenal players when I was like doing my team and all. I had Martinelli and Gabriel going into this. Like I didn't transfer them out because I thought they'll be good differentials at this time of the um, season because a lot of people won't have them. But then Martinelli got injured. So now I'm like, okay, I have Martinelli in my team. He could potentially go to someone like an Odegaard, like you mentioned, because uh, I have enough funds to do that move. And it's, like you mentioned, Arteta would want to probably end on a high because it's still a pretty good season for them. They've achieved their, I guess if you started the season, they would have said that they wanted top four. They've got top four. And now you probably want to end it off in a high. So Odegaard, pretty good. Trossard, Good punt as well. We've seen him do well. Uh, I did check the uh, reverse fixture that you mentioned. Uh, two goals for Odegaard scored 16 points in that week. So pretty strong numbers there. Um, Gabriel Jesus maybe a bit... Um, I guess quite a few of us might have Newcastle strikers. We'll speak about Newcastle when we get there, but there could be rotation there in that we don't know. Um... Maybe Jesus is a potential option for a striker as well. What do you think? Yeah, he is. Um, I don't know what transfers you're planning, but for me... I have no idea at the moment. <laughs> depends on leagues. But it's, uh, well, yeah, it depends on leagues, but certainly I've got two free transfers and I was thinking of maybe using them both on strikers. Yeah. So, yeah, a name like Gabriel Jesus is on the radar a little bit and... If, if if it turns out he is starting, that that that's obviously a big boost. Yeah, uh, bring him in if he wasn't. Um, he's he started the season. It's been such a long season. That I kind of forget how how many squads Jesus was in at the start. Yes, he was in my squad at the start, and then the he tailed up. Yeah, rates were incredible. Um, so to, to bring the season full circle. By having him score against Wolves. Hmm. Yeah, totally see that. True. You did mention like Arsenal defence not being great, but I feel like Wolves' attack also is not that great when it's away from home. Possibly. Yeah, they, they lost 6-0 at Brighton yeah. the other week as well. So it's hard to sort of see where they're at at the moment. What's, what's their yeah. motivation going to be on Sunday? It could just be... Arsenal have got nothing to defend against. Probably true. Because I have Gabriel and right now I checked his ownership. It's like 1% something in my rank. Now that could be because of a lot of pensions and all, and all of that. So I'm like, could be a very super differential. If you're looking for differentials. Now people are obviously looking for differentials as a transfers. You might already have differentials in your team as well that you're probably not playing. That could also help you in rank. right? So I'm thinking this could also potentially be a differential. Obviously things could change. By, like depending on leagues and what the team structure could change. But... Yeah, something I am actually considering. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. From Wolves, anything? Or it's just like we're not looking at punts from Wolves in general? <laughs> um, the last day of the season is, is a strange beast, really. You, you do get hauls out of nowhere, shock results, but I, I must admit, not really mm. inspired by the Wolves' options right now. Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, cool. Then that's Arsenal. So I guess Trossard, Saka. Sorry, sorry, uh, we haven't even mentioned Saka, but Trossard, Odegaard, maybe Jesus. Saka tailed off a bit too much? or Yeah, he's it really has sort of uh, slowed down for him recently, mm. but on a one-off game, you just don't know. I think he's, he's still on penalties, isn't yes, he? Yes, yes. He's taken one since the miss. Um, I think so. There is always... He always has that ball to his string. So, yeah. Yep, fair enough. Um, okay, so that's Arsenal Bulls. Let's move on to the a game that kind of matters. Aston Villa versus Brighton. Now, Brighton, obviously, with their draw against City, are definitely playing Europa League. There is no way now that they don't uh, like miss that out. But Aston Villa have something to fight for in terms of um, Conference League positions. Now, obviously, Villa have been good... Um, and Emery, so 
they probably want to continue their great form. At home, they're also a pretty good team. Watkins comes to mind as a potential option. Obviously, kind of in the last few weeks, he's kind of tailed down, missed a penalty as well, so hasn't been on the best of form for the last couple game weeks. But he has been, again, talk of the town with people thinking that Brighton could potentially be on the beach. What do you think? Yeah, I must admit, um, Watkins is still in my team and mm-hmm. has just been on the bench for a while. So the plan was sell Watkins, sell Isak. And then and then all of a sudden, Watkins has been talked about as a good option. So mm-hmm. maybe now, maybe now keep Watkins. Yeah. And because, yeah, as, as you say, Brighton, Brighton have secured stakes. What a goal from Enzo, oh. by the way. Wow. Every time you watch it back, it's so good. It's just visually beautiful to see. Uh, and Villa were there to secure seventh. Um, and yeah, Watkins, Watkins, if you've already got him, mm. like maybe all of a sudden he could be a good differential to keep. Mm. Absolutely. Um, Villa's defence under Emery has just been so good, especially at home. I think five of their last six at home. Yeah. Clean sheet. Yeah. So that puts the Brighton and the rotation of Brighton, that, that sort of, um, as a Mitoma and McAllister owner, not not really happy about playing either of them in that mm. match, we but might have to. As a Mings owner, <laughs> for me, it ah. sounds a bit great because, again, looking for differentials. Here's another differential I potentially have. Um, I think Aston Villa, um, last six home matches their top uh, for defense. So they've mm. conceded the least uh, XG conceded is less. They're basically uh, 2.98 XG non-penalty in the last six home matches. So pretty strong uh, at home. So as a Mings owner, I'm kind of happy with it. The only thing is Brighton away from home are also very good attacking. But the kind of scenario we'll be in is potentially because of Brighton probably could rotate quite a lot since there's nothing really too much to play for. Um, and usually, I've noticed this when the game is going on, and if Villa do keep a clean sheet, Minx is also on bonus points most of the time. Uh, yeah. And then they, then they concede, and then he loses the bonus points, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. He's, 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 not, he's a bonus magnet, really, isn't he? Mm. And when the clean sheets come in, which they have been. Um, in terms of a verb, Villa players, Jacob Ramsey, birthday boy Jacob on that Ramsey. day. Mm, yeah, Ram. Yeah, he's he's. Um, I know Tom at Scouts. I saw uh, he mentioned him earlier mm. in a in a chat, and that was like, oh yeah, Jacob Ramsey's a great shout. Scored mm. Anfield. Um. Yeah, it was. They're doing ha- having yeah. flashbacks to having Bailey at the start of the season. <laughs> that was not a great moment. Yeah, fair enough. Anyone else from that team? No, not really. Um, uh, not really. So, okay, from the Brighton assets, again, we're kind of hoping for leaks to come to Kai because we, we, most of us are on double or triple Brighton at this point. Um, so you're probably going to play some. Um, would you, if no leaks come, what would you do in that specific situation? Specifically for Brighton? Yeah. But Tom is very frustrating because last uh, last night against Man City, his XG was one point four seven. Yep. His goal was disallowed. He assisted a disallowed. Um, had so many shots from close range, and it, it feels like it's on the verge of happening. But mm. uh, there's definitely. A frustration that just wants to sell him. Yeah, especially for one match, just get rid of him. But if he's named in the lineup, then uh, yeah, you play him probably. Yeah. But yeah, I understand the because he has his his XG numbers are kind of there. Some games not there. Some games he's just like completely tailed off. Where I guess like the Newcastle game, I'm looking at the XG numbers zero point zero three, uh, Arsenal zero point one one. So he's had some poor games now while De Serbia has kind of rotated some of his other players Mitoma is still yet to kind of get a rest 
uh, per se. So maybe this could be the game where he kind of gives a few other players a, a couple options. I don't know. Could be an op- Could be a scenario that we see. Yeah, they've got so many great wonder kids, Brian. Mm. I mean, just watch, watching that the way they work as a club and the way that they, you know, there won't be any fear about selling potentially McAllister over the summer mm. because they know that they'll just have some someone yeah. brilliant either already at the club or about to come in and just watching and, and Cizo and Ferguson and, and Buonanotte mm. is just never ending. Yeah. So if, if we get a heads up that one of them starts, they're all quite cheap. So yeah. certainly as an enabler, Fair enough. Yeah. So, exactly. Because I feel like, so you're on a two free transfers. It could be an enabler to bring in another big player if needed. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's Villa Brighton. Um, move to Brentford, Man City. Now, this is another game that kind of has something to play for with Brentford. City, on the other hand, not really. Um, they did put out a bit of a strong squad against Brighton. So maybe they go back to rotating. Now, Ortega got two games this season uh, the, the, the double and I feel like so this was one, one thing that was mentioned on my one of my viewers mentioned on the deadline stream and he said that he, he, he needed he played three games before that and had to play five to get a Premier League winner's medal I feel like so because of that he's got his two maybe Edison comes back for those who have Edison keep Edison probably it's just it's just so hard to say because that theory works, but then there's the theory that if if Pep wants to end with a strong side mm. to get rhythm for the cup final, Ortega mm. has played all the FA Cup games mm. this season. So does that does that also mean Ortega starts this one? Uh, or, fair or enough. Is, yep. Or is it time to give Edison a game before the Champions League final? It's just it's so hard. <laughs> Pep is hard to predict. To predict Pep's team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it comes to, like even Haaland's playing all ninety minutes last yeah, night. Exactly. Uh, we just don't know. Really hope we get a leak on him because oh yes, definitely. If if we find out that Haaland's not starting, then all of a sudden Haaland to Harry Kane is going to be very popular. And yep, so many. Oh, it's all of this points to the FPL servers crashing at some point. <laughs> this deadline, without doubt. That's why I would advise everybody to just go into Sunday with a list of yes. different scenarios like defenders, midfielders, strikers of all different prices and just be ready to yeah, like exactly. order a preference and just be ready to quickly pounce because it could crash. Sight, yeah. It could crash. Yeah, exactly. Because you ideally want, because even if you're waiting for leaks, leaks aren't going to come until probably like 10 minutes close to the deadline. You don't want to be panicking at that moment. You want to be having, okay, this play is out. This is the move I'm going to make. If, you're, if you have one free transfer, if you have two free transfers, okay, this is how I'm going to get a certain player and this is how I'm going to get a black enabler, stuff like that. So you want to have like what Pras said on burning questions. You want to have your flow charts uh, ready mm-hmm. with regards to which players you want to bring in and which players you want to move out. Um, so... City, maybe it's a minefield probably to tell you in terms of where to go for punts. Yeah, it's a complete minefield. And then even if even if we are given their lineup early, Brentford Brentford did beat them mm. in the reverse picture. Okay, there's no Ivan Tony this time. Like uh I think he scored both that day. Mm. But uh I could easily see that being a competitive yep. close game. They're a decent team defensively as Brentford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be interested to see how how they do next season if if David Raya. Yeah, exactly. uh, If he does, um, because he's been he's been been writing a lot of review season review pieces already. So looking back over the season, and yeah, Raya has prevented Brentford have had they've conceded a lot of shots on target, and yet they've had quite a lot. clean sheets so yeah. the, the sweet balance between clean sheets and plenty of saves yeah fair enough so here's a question so now I've got Rhea and Kepa and I think of quite a lot of managers would be in a similar combination out of those two who would you start let's assume Kepa might be starting we don't know at this point he could be rotated but let's just for the sake assume that let's say Kepa is starting would you start Kepa against Newcastle or would you start Rhea against City 
It's a nice way to link into the into the next game because as as a Newcastle fan, I'm not entirely sure how how we'll be at Chelsea. Like I'd be semi-confident of a Chelsea possible clean sheet. Mm. Uh, certainly in terms of like Nick Pope, for example. Yeah. As soon as that point was secured against Leicester, he's already had surgery on his finger and, and yeah, he's so in the club, there's already that sort of atmosphere of right lads, whoever's injured, yeah, get it looked at now. Um, and if, if that sort of comes onto the pitch as sort of well, first of all, is it it's not quite full strength, and yeah. secondly, let's just chill, take it easy. Let's just chill. What, what, what does that mean in terms of goal threat? It's it's a tough one, Raya versus Kepa. I'm in the same position because. Don't really want to use a transfer on a goalkeeper. Yeah, same. Um, you're, 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 there's not really many clean shoots in game week 38 in general, to be honest. No. Yeah, as, as we said, it's, it's, it tends to be a lot of goals. So but if, 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 if we get word that Kepa does start over Mendy, um, possibly him because he's not against Man City. But Ray yeah. does get the save. So. Yeah. That's the thing. He, he rare gets the save points, which is the key part. But Chelsea haven't been the best defensively. Um, and we'll come to Chelsea, but let's just quickly wrap up on Brentford. Any other Brentford punts maybe? Embuemo as a possible forward option or it's just like City, just it's a tough game. You might as well skip it kind of thing. Embuemo, was, it was interesting because all along this season, his price has been tempting but yeah. because... Ivan Tony's always been slightly above yeah. and with penalties and everything. He was never but certainly how FPL prices him for the start of next season without Tony there, he could be a really good mm. option. But as for this match, um yeah, I could totally see it because will City concede probably, probably. yeah. Um and in which case in Wimmer was a, a good shout, definitely a differential. Yep. For those trying to close gaps. Fair enough. Okay. Cool. Okay, let's move it straight into your team. Playing Newcastle. I'm sorry, Chelsea playing Newcastle. Um again, now you mentioned the atmosphere around the club. We don't know. Maybe it's taking they're taking it a bit more easier. Um do you see or like how much rotation are you expecting? Uh Truth be told, we don't we don't have a particularly massive squad, yeah. and then certainly a couple of knocks have been picked up recently, and um, especially in midfield, there's the Nick Pope situation. Yeah, I, I think Eddie Howe's a professional. He's a professional guy, and I'm sure that the intention will be to beat Chelsea. Mm. But at the same time, will I mean Trippier will probably start, mm. but. Um, in terms of Isaac versus Wilson, don't know. Like maybe maybe it's time to give Saint Maximan or Gordon a start. Mm-hmm. He doesn't tend to give too much away. How and part of me does want to say professional aim to win every game, strong line of every game. But undoubtedly, as as we'll see in goal, there will be at least one. Yeah, change. Who's not playing? Yeah, fair enough. So. Trippier probably starts, maybe, in that specific situation, maybe. Unless he's got some yeah. injury or some issue that's sort of been waiting for the season to yeah. end. So then if you have him, you still probably play him, right? Because of his attacking output, potentially. Yeah, it's well, he's finally, he's returned two games in a yeah. row now. Yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> it, it took a while. Um, so yeah, we know what Chelsea is sort of like or not like going yeah. forward so th- th- there is there's definitely uh, a reason to start Trippier from an FPL perspective yeah both ends of the pitch his ownership yeah is lower significantly lower compared to before yeah exactly so yeah, yeah. In, mid- in midfield there wasn't too many Newcastle options anyway especially now that Almiron's purple patches mm. over so Probably, apart from maybe Isaac or Wilson, maybe just avoid. Mm, okay, fair enough. 
Now, Isaac or Wilson, do both start? We've seen the last couple of games both starting. Will that probably be the same case this week? Or are we kind of expecting a rest for maybe a Wilson? Or like you said, maybe they want to give the wingers a bit more of a chance. So then does Isaac get the rest? Or does Isaac move centrally? Well, unlike Man City and, and, and Man United, it's not like we've got a reason to rest. We, there's mm. no cup final coming up. So there's no real reason to do it. But at the same time, like as an Isaac owner, it's been very frustrating to see that coincide with him moving to the left. Yeah. And we'll see that's that's been really that was a decision that's not gone well uh, in hindsight. And yeah, I, I, I don't even know if we'll get any sort of clue. Yeah, because I think we were waiting last time as well in double game week 36 and there was no leaked news that came. So I'm, I'm not expecting any leaked news from Newcastle, to be honest, in this game. Very no. unlikely, to be honest. And, it, you know, as, as great as Newcastle's season has been and as poor as Chelsea's has been, it's yeah. still an away game at Chelsea. So Yeah, fair enough. Something still, still at Stamford Bridge, yeah. Still wouldn't call it a good fixture. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, from Chelsea's point of view, punts. No. I guess if you didn't go for the double, there's no point in going for a single game week. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, the doubles against two of the top four. So one match against. Yeah, it's not going to change. Yeah. If 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 it leaks to someone like Havertz. Players are maybe Sterling, perhaps. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. There's, there's better options elsewhere, I think. Okay. So let's move on to one of those better options, or potentially better options. Crystal Palace take on a Nottingham Forest team that are now safe. Um, and Eze has just risen in price, which means he's kind of one of the bandwagons uh, that managers are looking to target. Palace, in general, under Roy Hodgson, scoring quite a decent number of goals. Um, and now, obviously, since Forrest, again, another team potentially on the beach because obviously secured um, their safety in the Premier League. Palace at home, maybe Roy Hudson wants to give his team, like, go out and have fun kind of situation because it's their final game um, as well for the season at home. How do you see this game going? Yeah, in, 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 in my head, it's, it's the typical last day of the season, sort of two two sides just gold fist. <laughs> just, it could just be anything. Like, oh yeah, fair enough. Anything. <laughs> they're both going in we're in a good mood, a happy yeah. mood, sunshine. Let's have a let's have a beautiful match, lots yeah. of goals, maybe. But Forest have been terrible travelers this season. Yeah. Uh, but that I mean, they've both got a very interesting cheap striker. If it, if it turns out that mm. um, and Edward yeah. starts at Palace, um, you would you would back a striker at home the Forest, yeah. for sure. And then, is it Awani? Awani, Awani, yeah, I, I don't know. Awani? Probably butchering um, that, but people get the idea. <laughs> five goals in three games. Yeah. Fantastic form. Yeah. Um, the motivation to win has gone, but... Uh, doesn't mean he won't try to score. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And then Eze, yeah, uh, six goals for Eze since Hodgson arrived. Mm. Um, feel a bit sad to have missed out on that. Really, mm. it was a couple of points that brought in um, game week thirty six. Brought in say? Martinelli. Ah, uh, Martinelli. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of Eze, and of course Martinelli got injured thirteen yeah. minutes. Yeah. That was a that was a bad moment. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Any, anyone else you you were thinking of in that game? I think Eze and Eduardo are the, like the on form. I mean, there was a point where Alise was also like a player that everyone was targeting, but now he's not the flavor of the flavor of the week. Maybe so. I, I think mm-hmm. Eze is still probably the best option for the moment. But like you mentioned, Eduard, pretty good option. Again, if anyone's looking for. Potentially, you want to move off a Newcastle striker to a, to maybe move to a cheaper striker. There's an option right there um, in Crystal Palace. I think Crystal Palace could see a few goals this week uh, from this team. It's just 
picking that player because I think the the goals might be spread out if there are goals in this game. Possibly, yeah. Even someone like Jordan Ayew, mm. managers are probably always going to pick the both midfielders. So mm. the, he's probably always going to pick Eze over Ayew. Yeah. But uh, he, even he now that Zaha's almost certainly injured. Yeah. Much, I think. So that should be Jordan Ayew. So if you really, really want to go differential, he he could uh, he could be another shout. Yeah. And um, Gibbs White, but Boris yes. has been really good. Yeah, he's been one of the key players for safety this season as well. Been performing well as well. And uh, must admit, the transfer fee when he signed, I think, was one of many who have just thought, "Wow, they even in this modern era of transfer fees, even that one looked a bit." obscene yeah, but yeah. he's kept them in the Premier League yep. yep fair enough worth every penny at that point mm-hmm. um, okay so that's Palace and Forest um, let's move on to a team that has a lot to play for uh, Everton versus Bournemouth now people have been speaking about Everton defence I'm not really confident on Everton defence I feel like even though Bournemouth have nothing to play for, they're still a team that can score against Everton. Um, what do you think? I feel like Bournemouth on many occasions have been assumed to be one thing and then turned out to be the opposite. Like Bournemouth were fairly comfortable and staying mm. up in the end. It was, it was several weeks ago. And that's because you know they've, they've gotten some unlikely wins against... Uh, Spurs, yeah. for example, and they're just so I can totally, totally see someone like Solanke, yeah, for example, just silencing, like, pouncing on the nerves at Goodison Park because yeah. there will yeah. be nerves, um, especially if Leicester mm. take the lead. It could either inspire the, the stadium to be loud, or yeah, exactly, very, very quiet. Yeah. I would have said Philip Billing as well, but he seems to be flagged, so I'm not really sure what the status of him is, to be honest. Mm, yeah. But another player who's done well for Bournemouth this season at so points. Quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, Solanke would be a pretty decent option this week um, against an Everton team that need to score a goal, probably, depending on how the rest of the games are going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this, this is the... Um, the other half of these fixtures, these were all played just before the World Cup. Yeah. It was the last game week 16 before, mm. the, before the break and Bournemouth won 3-0 mm. against, against Everton that day. So um it depends how much you read into these things. Yeah, really. fair enough. But yes, I could totally, totally see a, a Bournemouth goal at yep. least and some nervousness. Yeah. I am... Um, the plan was was to kind of use a punt on Calvert Lewin. Okay, but we don't but know what his fitness is like. Absolutely, it looks like hamstring. Yeah, coming again, so that's certainly a leak mm. we'll be looking out for. But, but and if he doesn't make it, and it's Neil Mopé. Yeah. No. Not confident. No, definitely not confident. Yep, fair enough. But maybe it's Damari Gray or something. Who knows? What's uh, for me, now this is, again, Everton, they don't fill me with confidence of a team that's, I've, now I'm about to say that they don't fill me in a team that scores plenty of goals and now I just remember they hammered five past Brighton. Um, mm-hmm. But someone who has kind of occasionally done well for me at times was Ducare. Um, mm. He would he used to make like decent like late runs in the box Kind of a goal-scoring midfielder at times can get a goal, occasional goal. Um, so it's a potential punt. Now, I know people have also gone for potentially McNeil, but there is some, I guess, McNeil's position, would he be playing like w- wing-back maybe? Depends on Mikalenko. Yeah, um, it could be could be anything really. I mean, that, that result at Brighton was... Kind of remarkable, wasn't it? And yeah. McNeil got over 20 points that game. So, and he's been a really key player for them. It, it, I guess if you're Sean Dyche, you play your mm. key player in his best position mm. on a must win game. But uh, 
he might have different ideas. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, those 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 will be my like my punts. Like Dukure got thirteen points in that game as well. So those yeah. are like two players. Defense, I'm not really con- convinced by the defense. To be honest, they could nah. get a headed goal, but not convinced. Yeah, had the same vision of like James Tarkovsky yeah. rising to head home <laughs> corner. That's what I thought when I, when I bought them in for the double game. It, it didn't pan out like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, could could happen, but you never know. Um, we'll move from that one game that's probably a must-win to another must-win. Leeds versus Spurs. Now, in your article, you did mention something about a certain hurricane being very good for final day of the season goals. Um... How do you see this game going? Yeah, he's. Um, I think he's one of those players that you associate with with the final day. Really, he got seventeen points mm. at the end of sixteen seventeen hat trick against Hull. Um, I think Spurs in particular have been involved in quite a lot of the high scoring. Manali, mm. Newcastle beat them five one, and once, but and. Just being relegated, that was strange. I think it was a 5 4 against Leicester. Yes. 17 um, 18. And then a 4 2 against Leicester yes. a couple of years ago. So it, Tottenham, for various reasons, it could be quite good to aim for Tottenham because if you believe in the sort of last day goal pattern, mm. yes. They're against Leeds as poor defense, yes. Um, and Harry Kane. As an individual, loves to score on the final day too. So, if if Leeds have to win, I'm sure that they will even be even more vulnerable defensively. Mm. And someone like Kane or Son yep. could completely bounce on that. Yeah, and this could Spurs fans who are listening to this might not like to hear it, but could potentially be Kane's last game for Spurs as well. Uh, yeah, so that's a possibility as well. So, you never know. You might want to go off with a bang. Um, Again, we mentioned Haaland. If we get news that he's dropped, Kane seems like a very popular move. Very, very popular because he's, he's, his season's been quite underrated considering, which it sounds crazy, considering how many goals he's scored, mm. but he's been overshadowed by Haaland. But he's, act, he's had a fantastic year. I'm sure the press, the media will be all over his body language at full time. You know, when he's applauding the Spurs fans, yeah. will it be with a tear in his eye? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thing, but, uh, um, and it, yeah, if he, if he scores a couple of goals, it will either be interpreted as he's left on a high yeah. or he's here to stay. Probably. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but uh, I definitely see at least one goal from yeah, Kane. So. Yeah. Using that logic, he's a really good pick. Yeah. Would you go for any Spurs defenders or just like Leeds will find a way to score you, assuming? I'd probably assume that Leeds, even even if it ultimately means nothing, yeah. you would expect Leeds to, to, to score past them. I yeah. really like the look of Rodrigo. Mm. And especially if Bamford is yeah. hurt yeah. and he's got that out of position potential. But... At the start of the season, he was the first midfielder to reach 10 goals. Yeah, exactly. He went on that really good purple patch. And the Spurs defence can't exactly be relied upon. Yep. Um, so there's, there's, and, then, and then there's the must-win element. Mm-hmm. So I really like Rodrigo as a, as a last-day punt. Yep, fair enough. I do agree with that move. Um, Sun, maybe, kind of. Yeah, he had a really good April. I think he scored four times in April. And uh, it looked like he was going to end a poor season on a high, but um, blanked a few since. But I think he has a good record against... I think it's... I can't remember if the record was good against Leeds or last day, but one of them swings in his favour, for sure. So that's Leeds versus Spurs. Leicester versus West Ham. Now, again, another must-win game for Leicester. But West Ham, now, I don't know. You can spin this a couple of ways. Like, you could say West Ham's conference. Now, they do have a, a, a final to play for. But you could say the final is like, what, 10 days away or something? Mm-hmm. Plenty of time. Maybe David Moyes doesn't really need to rotate. 
So you could you could say they might put a decently strong team, or they could go fully rotational, and you might be maybe a few less assets could be a good good option for this week. Or West Ham go strong, and then you maybe a West Ham assets like Bowen or Paqueta um, could be decent options this week. What do you think? Yeah, or or he names a strong West Ham line. Or- yeah. But the players are sort of taking it easy because they're yeah, okay. injured. So it could be a few things. Really. The, the, the results have been around the semi finals, the results were okay as well, weren't mm. they? They were beating big wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat Man, beat Man United. So they've, uh, they've been professional. And as you say, there is a 10 day gap. Um, all the attention for this match will be on Leicester because. Mm. Because it feels almost improbable that the champions of seven years ago, yeah, uh, about to be relegated potentially. Um, but they have Leicester have the most goals at the bottom half teams, so certainly looking at whoever starts out of Vardy, Ianacho, yeah. or even Daka, like yeah. they could also be interesting forward mm. options. Madison Barnes. Midfield options or just maybe not as yeah. good? Well, the, the reason, I mean, they're benching against Newcastle was purely because um, they're not out of favour or yeah. anything. It was just because Dean Smith wanted to change the system and it worked to an extent. Any any other time of the season, that's a fantastic result. Mm. Um, and it still, could, it still could be pivotal. Uh, we don't know how it turns out, but... Uh, yeah, Madison and Barnes should you'd expect them both to start this one. And Barnes tends to get the goals, mm. but I think he's still without any bonus points. Yeah, he, he let me check that. But like from memory, he doesn't get bonus even though he scores goals, which is a bit of an odd one. But looking at it, uh bonus points. Nope. Nope. Zero. <laughs> Zero. And he scored, what, probably nine or ten goals. He has scored uh, 12 goals. Zero bonus. That's just remarkable. Yeah. It really is. Uh, so, yeah, he, there's a good chance Barnes will score, but he's not going to get bonuses for it. Even the game against Fulham, where he scored two goals, he still got zero bonus. So... <laughs> So I don't know what he has to do to get bonus, but he, clearly he's not happening. So I don't want to say conspiracy here, yeah. but uh, something's uh, not right. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I, Barnes could get you goals, but he ain't getting you bonus. That's for sure at this point. <laughs> um, Madison, I think Madison's still a decent punt. Um, I do like, again, depends on who starts in that lineup. So it's probably going to come down to leaks. Because I do like one of their forward options could be like if Ianacho or Daka do start, they're pretty decent options. Yeah, they're both under six mil, mm. I believe. So again, if it's, it shouldn't be a money issue. Yep. There's a few good Leicester options, absolutely. If it could definitely see one of the two transfers going on. On Leicester. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, West Ham, it's a. We don't know, probably. It could go. Depends on how the lineup comes up. Yeah, because if Danny Ying starts, he's still against Leicester's defence. And yeah. that was a strange thing about Newcastle the other night. We were sort of. I started, yeah. I started a double Newcastle attack against that <laughs> Leicester defence. I was it's, disappointed, yeah. is what I would say. The defence, Leicester's defence hadn't clean sheeted yes. since before the World Cup. Yes. And yeah, here was my team. Grinding out as well. It wasn't grand. Nil nil. Well, so it was nothing to celebrate. No. But at the same time, the stadium was delirious. Yeah. So very weird feeling celebrating that. Um, because on a normal day, Leicester's defence is poor. Yeah. And exactly. whichever striker West Ham starts has a good chance. Yeah, fair that. enough. Yeah, yeah. I do agree with that. Um, okay, so that's Leicester versus West Ham. Let's move on to... United versus Fulham. Um, honestly, I feel like those who have the likes of Bruno Fernandes, 
maybe Shaw should be fine. I do kind of expect them to start because I can't really see too much rotation. Uh, well, there might be a bit of rotation, not too much, I assume. Because mm. there is still a decent... There's a, still a bit of time before they pick up. And also, United don't have a strong, like a, a, a big enough squad to rotate per se. Unless for some reason they go and give all the kids a run out, which I don't know if they will. But I feel like if you have the likes of Bruno or Shaw, I don't mind playing them. But if you have a Rashford, that time uncertain. It feels like he's carrying a knock. And his minutes... Now, he might play against Chelsea. Um, but I'm not sure about the Fulham game. That's it, because even if we used the Man City logic earlier, of, yeah. or Ten Hag will want to have a strong side ahead of the final. Rashford could be the exception. If he yeah. is sort of, if he's not 100%, he probably is the one who doesn't play well while the rest are strong, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a tough one. Um, not even, not even going to get seven or eight players out here. Um, <laughs> it's a complete minefield. Your bench could be needed this week. <laughs> you never know. Absolutely. Uh, and then two bright in the field. Is, yeah. Is, 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 yeah, it's, it's um, uh, yeah, it depends what Ten Hag's mindset. It, it also assumes that the point is gained against Chelsea. Potentially, tonight, if right? United don't get a chip point, I okay, I'm not going to even say it. <laughs> I'll let the game play out. I don't want to jinx anything. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you never know. You you could be in a situation where United need to win that game against Fulham or get a point. Then you're expecting a strong squad. Yes. Yeah. 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 But, that that would change it completely. But yeah. um yeah I've fallen for the Marshall trap a couple of times. Yeah. Fair enough. Um I don't know, would you advise against that? Uh, no, don't go you you don't have him in your squad right now? No. Okay, don't no. go. Don't go there. No. Uh, even even as a last day pun. Oh, no, 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 don't go there. In the squad, no. no, because <laughs> the the risk of injury is too high. United can't risk it. Um, yeah. This is assuming that we've got the point against Chelsea. If we yeah. haven't got the point, then he most likely starts. Um, if we've got the point, then I think we're ghost place easily. Um, another good punt, assuming let's say we got the point, is Garnacho. Oh. I think yeah. he's priced at five something let me check this because Very he, low. yes he's priced at 4.1 talk about yeah. enabler <laughs> if we do get news that he's starting could be a very good very like very good punt and a good enabler yeah yeah he's that's a really good point you know he's, he's, he's a very good uh an exciting option yeah that's what now it could it, it could work out it could not work out but at least he'll give you, like, if you have two free transfers, there's definitely a lot of budget being freed up there. I was looking at Anthony as well, but mm. his conversion rates are really... It's not that great, yeah. What's he like to, to watch? Is he, is he basically wasting chances all the time? Or? Yeah, his final third decision-making isn't the best. Sometimes I would prefer taking Casemiro as an FPL option than Anthony. <sighs> Because I feel like Casemiro has these tendencies to get at the end of goal at times. And we've seen it this season. Um, but if you were to tell me Garnacho was starting, uh, I would be all over that move, potentially. Mm-hmm. But this is depending, again, scenarios. We, we, we don't know. It depends. But yeah, yeah. something to kind of consider. I mean, no matter what happens against Chelsea, there's yeah. a chance that Garnacho plays because you're yeah. trying to get into his mind. Yeah. So... Um, Either way, he'd be a, a pretty exciting option against Fulham. Yeah, that's what. So, depends. Again, Sancho is also there in that potential same situation. But then, uh, we've seen Sancho play in the number 10 slot as well. So, you never know. It depends on how Ten Hag actually approaches this game. Um, Fulham, on the other hand, there's been talk about Mitrovic coming back to the the return of <laughs> the crime scene, he would say. Uh <laughs> Coming back to where he got that red card. Now, I, 
okay, this might be slightly biased for me, but I'm not completely bullish on like Mitrovic as an option this week. I still think United's defense is decent enough to maybe potentially keep a clean, but depends on the again. I'm not really confident in it, but like I feel like it's a decent enough defense. What do you think? Yeah, the idea of Mitrovic scoring in that match is not crazy, but mm. I feel like having gone through the matches now one by one, there are so many other names that excite me more. And, mm. you know, assuming that this player and that player, assuming they are in the starting lineups, yeah. you always pick them over Mitrovic. Yeah, yeah fair enough. For this match. Yeah. Um, but in itself, yeah, you can score the, the whole. The, the the narrative of uh, seeing other crime, as mm. you said, um, could totally see that happening, but it could also see a lot of other things happening. In yeah, games. fair enough. Um, okay, anyone else on Fulham? Or um, probably not. Um, I mean, Will Willian has been good, but. Uh, Away at Manchester United, yeah. you, you would you probably wouldn't. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Oh, yeah, then we'll probably move on to the final game. Southampton versus Liverpool. Now, Southampton relegated. So we have, I have, honestly, I have no idea how they're going to approach this game. They could even just give the kids a run out. You never know. Um, Liverpool, let's assume Champions League is no longer in reach, right? I still feel like club might put out a strong squad what do you think yeah the context of this game is thanks to Aston Villa yeah. getting that draw thank um, you <laughs> <laughs> thank you Villa um, it, it's, it's changed the game completely because yeah. if, if Liverpool if, if, if Liverpool had beaten them then I would have gone in on Gakpo mm. Diaz whoever starts I'd be thinking yeah Liverpool are going to go for a 6-0 7-0 We've seen it, it could still happen. It could still happen. Yeah. It could still happen. Yeah. It, it totally could still happen. But we would have backed it even more yeah. if um, they could smell Champions League yeah. at the end of it. Um, and if if they had to win big, then we would back them too. But now um, they're just there, probably um, to just just get three points, maybe, maybe. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, and this is, this is such a strong end to the season that makes you think they'll likely be back up there next year. But uh, yeah. as for this match, uh, Curtis Jones, three free goals. Yeah, decent punt. Recently, as a punt, if, if your budget can't quite stretch to sort of a Jota or a, yeah. or a Gap. Um, and there's always a chance that Southampton sort of... I mentioned earlier how... 2016 Newcastle already relegated Hamid yes. Spurs 5-1 on the yeah. final day oh. maybe <laughs> seems very unlikely though <laughs> that they turn up but you never know I'm going to um, back it yeah. it, could, it could happen yeah true 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 um, yeah because you, you could say that there are maybe a few there are still Premier League quality players in there who are like even though they're probably getting relegated they're probably like putting on a show for maybe a future club for them to go to. You never know. That's a possibility. Again, it's, you could write the story any way you want, but it's still, still a game. I feel like there might be goals. Firmino, again, potentially, last game for Liverpool. Yeah. This is, that is a story of yeah, Firmino going out like that. You know, who knows what the future of James Ward-Prowse holds. Yeah, know, exactly. If, if he decides to leave... Maybe he scores a hat-trick at free kicks. <laughs> you never know. He's still... A, I, I don't think he's beaten David Beckham's record yet. So, you never know. <laughs> That's also still there to there get. We, there we go. There's the motivation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There's, 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 if, if you look hard enough, there's, there's all sorts of storylines. Yeah, that, fair enough. You know, Firmino. He got his farewell Anfield goal, yeah. but who's to say he won't score again this time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, so we've gone through the fixtures. Captaincy. <laughs> this is this is now this. I I feel like this is the week that if you're chasing, you take a hail mary. Go for 
who you think absolutely yeah uh absolutely. but then who is that hail mary <laughs> really don't know because even if and this is speaking as a safe captain who yes. was from day one being on Haaland but yeah. even if even if we hear that Haaland starts yeah you still they want to go different you still don't know if he's going to last the hour for example that, that, you, that's true could be hooked at half time you never know you know he, he could you know but of course in that let's say he gets subbed off at half time yeah. he's early in Haaland he might yeah that's twice. right yeah but, It's really hard, but yeah, this this is the week as as well as the double game weeks. Uh, this this is a great time to sort of do that mm. Hail Mary and and yeah, options. I mean, Salah mm. against Southampton could could be a decent could do, option. Could be a great option. Yeah. Harry Kane for various reasons could totally do it. The Spurs at Leeds. Um, which which names excite you? I so I'm chasing so I kind of have to potentially go different because I'm chasing the mini league mostly um so I'm expecting the league leader to probably captain Haaland go safe um so I'll probably at the moment I've got Salah in my team it probably have to be Salah but if I hear any news that Haaland is benched I am going to go and get Kane and I'm going to put the armband potentially on Kane <laughs> that's probably what would happen Um, yeah. the other options to be honest we've spoken about like various players but apart from Kane and Salah all the others are not consistent scorers I would say mm-hmm. so you're hoping yeah. for that luck in that aspect whereas Kane and Salah we know at least some level of points are coming Yeah, because a lot, a lot of the other guys were sort of mentioning them now, knowing that it's the safety of being a one-match risk. Yeah. But there's, there's another... There's putting a level of trust in them. Yeah. And then there's the trust in them to be captain. Yes, it's a different... The names we've mentioned, like Odson, Edward, and um, Watkins, yeah. and, and Rodrigo, you wouldn't trust them with the captaincy. Yeah, You'd exactly. You'd maybe fancy them... As a one-week one, yeah. Not as a captain, really. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, so it's probably those yeah. three. I can't really think of anyone else that I probably want to put the armband on. Yeah, probably not. It's a fun. Yeah, like Hernandez, maybe I don't know. Don't know. But... It's not uh, the. Nah, I probably wouldn't go for Fernandez. I feel like. Again, it depends on the game state, but United are not at the moment a high-scoring team. So I want to look at fixtures that are high-scoring, and I feel like Spurs versus Leeds kind of writ- has goals written over it. Liverpool versus Southampton feels like there are goals written in that game as well. So yeah, that's the only reason. But I feel like captaincy is going to be very interesting this week for those who are chasing. Definitely, kind of have to try and go something different. Those who are defending. I guess you can kind of go safe if you wanted to, because I feel like still Haaland's year is going to be like above a hundred in the top ten, maybe even top fifty k. Yeah, because how many goals does he need to reach forty? Maybe as in in the Premier League goals or? Yeah, just trying to think. There's 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 Guardiola. There's Guardiola and Haaland talk about sort of reaching those personal. Smashing the records because he's they're so young. Thirty-six goals at the moment. Thirty-six. So he's already broken the record for most goals this season. Yeah. Um, finishing on a number like forty would be nice, but it's maybe asking a bit too much. Yeah, I don't think Brentford are that bad to concede no. for. You never know; could happen, but no, I don't no. know. I think ultimately. It, it, Chasing records is nice, but yeah. there's an FA final and yes. a Champions League final and a potential travel. So, yeah. not even sure Haaland is the safe option. Yeah, that could be true. To be honest, is there is such thing as a safe option this week? Probably sure. not. Yep, that's true. Fair enough. I guess that <laughs> you you still have a lot. We still have like a lot of questions that we are waiting on press conference news, potentially waiting on leaks and all of that. Again, it goes back to 
have your flow charts ready i guess just in yeah. case basically absolutely uh, be ready be prepared mm-hmm. count on anything yeah. on some afternoon yeah true okay so let me i've got a couple questions uh, that we got asked with um so first one is from fpl shake and break uh from brett basically asking now newcastle and seal champions league do you expect much rotation this week so i kind of feel like we've answered that but yeah um i don't think there's a lot to rotate to yeah i know we had a and newcastle had a 17 year old named on the bench the other night but uh because of injuries and situations there might be a little bit of rotation as i said isaac and wilson will they both start but throughout the rest of the team i don't i don't think there'll be a lot of rotation we already know about the goalkeeper yeah fair enough. okay um then the next one was from blockboy ck he says waiting on the suggestions having a wildcard use i don't know how you still have a wildcard but i hope that all the puns we mentioned has hopefully helped out <laughs> wildcard yeah okay. uh, I don't know. Free I mean, hit, maybe. Maybe. At this point, it's a free hit, but yeah. Um, so hopefully, some of the suggestions did help. Uh, and then the final one was from uh, Robert O'Holly's FPL Yellow Army. Uh, he basically put out his team and he said 0.8 to play with two free transfers. Uh, one up forward for Alvarez, and who do I sell out for Mares and Mitoma for a new midfielder? Um, so striking options are scarce, so probably Eduardo Abayoni. Uh, and then would you get Bowen, Luis Diaz, Trossard, Eze, or Gibbs White, depending on who I sell? So let me answer the first one. Oh, let me get tackle, the, let's tackle the first one, first of all. Want a forward for Alvarez. Now, would you sell Alvarez if you had him? Um, as with most answers, unfortunately, it just totally depends on whether he starts. Yeah. If he does start... Uh, I would still play him, I think, yeah. because he's capable of scoring against anyone. And, and even a week in Manchester City, are still going to score goals, you would mm. think. I really like the guy as a, as a forward. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think if we, if we know he's like playing, because we do tend to get at times City League news. There is a potential yeah. that we do get that news early. So if you know he's playing, you play him. If he's not playing... Then, like we mentioned, right, Edward or Aweyani, one of them could be pretty decent options. I don't mind going there. Yeah, just trying to, who else would be named? So, you know, possibly um, sort of around the price, you know, they mentioned in Buemo, yeah. uh, possibly Ian Acho, but Not yeah, none of them. Options. Solanke, maybe. I think if you had one of those strikers and then asked the similar sort of question you would probably suggest alvarez is one to come in yes well, in that respect alvarez himself is a good option yeah exactly probably yeah so i don't mind keeping him if you know he's going to like start and whatnot um now in terms of his midfield of who to sell out of mars and mitoma for a new midfielder this is again another one that comes down to leaks and mm-hmm. the chances of us getting city leaks are a bit more higher than potentially maybe a Brighton leak. Brighton, we, did, we, we have got Brighton leaks as well before. But just based off price as well, Mares is someone you could potentially sell and get a couple of options from midfield. Whereas Mitoma, you're not going to be able to get that many from based off just the budget-wise. Yeah, um, that it all depends on where the second free transfer is going to go. Yeah, the upgrade if, if an upgrade is needed because um, ideally, if, if if you find that they're both starting, Matoma is probably the one to sell. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, maybe the only way is to raise a couple of million. Yeah, true. Because so, I mean, we did mention a few like Eze, Gibbs White, who are on the similar. So probably there if you want to get at that similar price range. And then if you can afford Trossard, maybe. Decent punt, I guess. That's it. Yeah, the name that stands out, I guess, is Eze. 
Yeah. Um, he's just, he has the form, he has the fixture, he has the feel good factor right now. Mm. But yeah, none, none of them are, are bad options, really. If we yeah. find out that Diaz does start, um, you would back a Liverpool, any of the Liverpool attackers against Southampton. And uh, Trossard was one of the first names you mentioned. So yeah. certainly one of, one of those three. Uh, yeah, fair. It's hard to go wrong with either of them. It probably does just come down to the price. Yeah, okay. True. Okay. Cool. So that's basically it. So thank you for your time today. Do you have anything to plug? Plug. Um. Just a brilliant. Uh, we've got a brilliant team at Scout at FF Scout and at Fantasy Football Community. Um. We're sort of under the same umbrella, and uh, we just had a very exciting chat about how we're going to expand community and, and make it great next year. So mm-hmm. I, I would recommend. Uh, checking that site out if you haven't already fantasy football community and uh, yeah I think between the two sites we cover almost everything mm, exactly <laughs> definitely a lot of content there and then for just I want to mention like for anyone who is who hasn't used the members area and if you're looking to maybe try and improve your FPL skills next season you kind of want some data I think I think it's a decent pretty decent site Got lots of stats in the back end as well from the members area. So for anyone who wants to check that out as well, I think that's a pretty good tool to check out as well. Um, but yeah, apart from that, we will have your Twitter handle in the descriptions as well. And do make sure to check out Mark and you can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash footballchatbox. We'll have a deadline stream on Sunday as well. So do come check that out. And But yeah, that's it. That's it for this season's Scout the Game Week. So I want to thank everyone who has listened to the show. Uh, this season and to all the great guests that we've had on here um, we will be back again when the new season is about to kick off so until then everyone enjoy game week 38 and have a great break